Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in today. And today we're joined again by Pastor John Lawson, who's a pastor of communications and IT here at Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene. And we had Pastor John on uh, back about six weeks ago, uh, June 30th uh, of this year, uh, to share part one of his testimony. And we had so much good stuff to share about Pastor John that we had to do part two today. Uh, so if you're not able to hear uh, part one of Pastor John's testimony, we invite you to visit our website, frontporchtalks.com, WBTX program, June 30th, you can hear that. But Pastor John, I believe where we left off last time, uh, you were working part-time here at the church, Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene, in facilities, and uh, you said you had another part-time job also, and you just felt more and more led to spend more time around the church and around uh, your new group of Christian friends. So tell us about that time and uh, moving on from then. Yeah, well, uh, your intro was gracious. It was a very friendly way of telling me I was long-winded, so I appreciate that. <laughs> so no, I was working for uh, Costco uh, Wholesale, and uh, they were a great company to work for. I was putting on tires at the time when I was also here working at the church. And I got a full-time offer at the church to come onto the facilities team. And so I took that. And I think it was the day after I put in my notice at Costco, uh, there was a basketball event of some sort here at the church. And I had not played basketball in years, but I love basketball. And um, I just had not played for years. So I should have had a little more sense about um, playing. Mm-hmm. But I came out and had fun for those first uh, two games, and I believe it was in the third game that I played. I experienced a really bad knee injury. Um, I tore my ACL and one other ligament partially, uh, and then my meniscus as well uh, just completely blew out my knee. And long story short, it was a long process of getting doctor's appointments to uh go through and everything with insurance and I was kind of between insurances Mm -hmm. and I never went back to Costco because I couldn't walk I couldn't do much of anything so I I put in my two weeks notice and couldn't even finish those two weeks which they were pretty gracious about the church as well like I started this new job that I couldn't even come to yet and it was just a really really challenging time Uh, my wife and I had just bought our first home uh, two months before that and so our expenses were at an all-time high. Uh, we really kind of got ourselves in a little deeper than we realized, especially when that injury hit. Mm-hmm. And um, God used that time. I was out of work for about three months um, before I could just um, get walking again. The physical therapy really is what got me walking again. And by that point, I opted not to have surgery. So to this day, I have a really, really bad right knee. And uh one day, uh, I suppose I'll probably have that replaced. But anyway, it just uh, God used that time to kind of slow me down and get my attention. And He had already placed on my heart ministry, and um, I had just kind of, you know, it was kind of going to be on my terms. Uh, we had our plans, um, and so we were just kind of okay. Well, whatever you do, we'll be here waiting. And um, kind of what He was doing was. To just calling me into a completely different zone that was not my comfort zone mm-hmm. at all. And so, uh, long story short, we were in that house 
for only eight months before we sold it and we completely relocated, sold most of what we owned, about 70% of what we owned, and we moved to Colorado. If you want to hear a little bit more about that adventure of moving, uh, you should check out my wife's testimony, which mm-hmm. I think was featured. Uh, so I'm not going to reiterate all of that. But we were in Colorado for three years, and uh, I was on campus at Nazarene Bible College. Those were um, trying times. They were fun times. I would love to go visit Colorado again someday because I think I really like it, but I only <laughs> experienced it as a full-time employee and a full-time student. So our time there was just too full uh, of stuff. And um, a lot of that was, you know, we were kind of maybe just living beyond our means and we didn't realize that at the time. We weren't great at budgeting and we were just working all the time and just on the go all the time. And we didn't have any children yet, so kind of nothing would stop us from staying out really late every night and going out to eat on a regular basis. And I don't know, we weren't really grounded in that sense. We didn't have family near us to kind of help speak some wisdom into our lives as it goes. So anyway, some things happened with the school. The student body was, uh, at least on campus, was shrinking quite a bit. And so I finished all of my classes required for the music ministry degree, and I still had some left for the pastoral portion of that that I could actually finish online. So in 2007, we felt released and we felt permission from God to just move somewhere. So um, there was an internship at Grove City uh, in Ohio that we were strongly considering. We were looking at houses and apartments there, and I was applying for that internship through the church there. And there weren't really any opportunities back home, but our hearts just wanted to be back home, really. Uh, We wanted to be back in Virginia Um, specifically Harrisonburg, but, you know, home was a little bit different of a definition at that point because being 27 hours away from home, Mm -hmm. uh, we were were like, well, even within a couple hours would be nice. So after we had already put our condo up for sale in Colorado, I got a call from a church in Lynchburg, Virginia, and it was kind of just a conversation because there was no offer, there was no open position. It was just a conversation. Uh, Hey, we realize you're moving back. If you happen to move to, you know, like Lynchburg, Virginia, by any chance, we'd love for you to come help us out in some way, but can't really offer you anything today because there's no openings. And um, it was a good conversation, but within about two weeks, I got another call from that pastor and he said, "Uh, well, since I talked to you last, we had a couple of people leave. Mm -hmm. So now I guess I'm calling to say we're kind of needing help. And so anyway, uh, we ended up coming back to Virginia, but we ended up coming straight to Lynchburg, which I had always said I would never, ever live in Lynchburg. Um, And we ended up there. So I served there in a number of positions for 10 years. Um, It started out as a part-time temporary internship type thing that was supposed to last a year, and that quickly changed because I think another person or two left that summer on the staff. And so um, I served in technology and media type stuff the whole 10 years that I was there. I served in facilities some, I served in youth ministry some, college ministry. uh, And then before I left, I was serving with a recovery ministry there, which kind of, I was um, kind of helped to get off the ground a little bit. Uh, and I was doing it not because I was experienced with it necessarily, but because I was just asked to. 
And um, it was during that time that I really learned a lot more about myself and really probably started receiving a little more healing just because I was mm-hmm. I was discovering some of that, discovering a lot about myself and a lot about my own pitfalls. And um, yeah, so that fast forward is a good bit. Um, so I think we quickly skipped over about 13 years there. But <laughs> yeah, there were there were a lot of a lot of challenges in there for sure. In a lot of ways, we had made some dent on our like student loan debt, but we kind of felt stuck again. We kind of felt like we had um, maybe lived beyond our means again, and we we started really feeling heavily like we just wanted to be out of debt and we wanted to be done um, living paycheck to paycheck. And you know, I can't say we've arrived there yet, but the student loans are gone, and uh, we have a mortgage now again, and that's that's it. But we really did. We felt trapped. And I say we felt because it was probably years that we felt just stuck. We felt like we couldn't leave the house we were in. Uh, there were just so many things in our life that were tying us down. And we really started, my parents were a big influence for us. We just began like really proactively finding things in our life to just get rid of. Um, mm-hmm. Things that we didn't need, things that weren't bringing us joy and really that if you're really honest about that in your life like none of the stuff we have brings us joy Mm -hmm. right and so uh, our families and our relationships um, those are the things that matter and uh, our relationship with God matters and our relationship with the church matters but all of the stuff that we had acquired over the years um, we've been married 17 years now and we're still just always looking for things to get rid of and there's always still the temptation to find more things that we want. And, um, but we're making decisions now that are a lot different. Um, we've narrowed down our hobbies a little bit. We've, I think we've lived in that chapter and we realize that it doesn't really bring um, happiness or joy. It just brings kind of almost feeling just mm-hmm. entrapped. Yeah. Um, I understand that. I'm actually in the process of, I've went through that of getting rid of, and I'm going through that again. But as I was listening, it's so interesting that you said you would never go to Lynchburg. And on your own, Lynchburg was not an option. But when God said, then you go and by the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Like, it wasn't just you going. Um, And But what is interesting to me is you had this desire to get back to Virginia, back to Harrisonburg specifically. But what it sounds like to me is that you weren't ready for Harrisonburg. And in Lynchburg, God did a healing in your heart and actually taught you all a lot about the things of life. And that's pretty powerful to think about you coming back to Harrisonburg, having really found out some things about yourself. And it sounds like you grew a lot spiritually there, even through the recovery program, because that is where you find out a few things about yourself. And what is step one, you know, it's coming out of that denial and so I think that's uh, encouraging, um, and I hope those listening are encouraged to take that journey. doesn't matter what you've been through in the past. We all can learn more um, about ourselves, and there's healing when we allow God to take us to those places. For sure. Yeah, I mean, Lynchburg was a place I didn't want to go, but, I mean, mm-hmm. I look back even when I was applying for colleges and that sort of thing when I was still in high school, and... Even though I never wanted to live in Lynchburg, I did consider uh, applying at Liberty. I don't mm-hmm. think I went through with that. But Colorado Springs, Colorado, like that wasn't even 
an appearance on my radar. I, right. I just, there was no, I had heard of it, but it was kind of just one of those spots that um, I wasn't considering it because I knew it was never mm. even a possibility. And yeah. um, <laughs> it, it was funny the first time that we visited Colorado when we knew we were going to be living there. It was in April 2004, I think, and uh, we absolutely hated it. And so when we got to moving date, it was just it was just painful knowing we were leaving a place we loved to go live in a place that we had visited mm-hmm. once and we really didn't even like it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think God brought that around for us and we ended up liking Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I'd like to visit as a visitor, mm-hmm. as a tourist and visit some of the places we used to frequent and that sort of thing. Uh, and not be a full-time student and not have a mm-hmm. job to go to. And uh, so I look forward to doing that. I'm not mm-hmm. sure why we haven't made it back there yet, but I think we're waiting for our son to mm-hmm. get a few years older, and then we'd like to show him kind of where we spent those mm-hmm. three years of our yeah. life. So. Well, John, thank you for sharing. And you were talking about uh, moving to Lynchburg and being in a number of different roles and ministry areas while you were there. And we mentioned that you work here now back in Harrisonburg at Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene. So how did that move back to your home, back to the Shando Valley? How did that come about? What's funny, because just to rewind a little bit, when we moved to Colorado, we knew that it was God because we didn't want it. Mm -hmm. And um, that's not the only way that we knew it was God, but we knew it wasn't like we weren't following our dreams to go to Colorado because had we visited that one time and didn't like it, we would, well, no, let's find a different place. So we knew that was God leading us there um, to a place that we didn't really feel like we wanted to be. Uh, when we moved back to Virginia, that was really scary because even though we did feel permission, we felt released to leave uh, from being on campus uh, at the college to moving into like the online education It still felt a little bit selfish, and I think a lot of that was just the enemy saying, well, you're just just doing what you want to do now. Um, And I had a lot of people help me with that, but I kind of of always, like, had that in the back of my mind, like, am I just following what I want? And then, again, that happened when we were moving back here. It's like, are you just following what you want? And I've had enough people tell me at this point, enough of my mentors tell me at this point that, you know, a lot of those desires on our heart, um, there are definitely selfish desires that can be there um, for sure. But there's also some desires in our heart that God places there for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And so that that has helped us a lot. And there have certainly been times where we have felt a little bit maybe from other people or maybe just the enemy whispering in our ear, did you just come here because you wanted to? Or is this really where you're supposed to be? And um, so there's still that. Um, but um, we're confident. There's been so many affirmations to us being here, you know, at this time in our lives that we kind of can't deny those either. So yeah. um, those affirmations help block out those lies. So, yeah. Well, I, you know, um, I hear the pain in that. Um, and we'll always have people, always have opinions. And... I just believe that um, we live our life for an audience of one, and I believe that you do that. And it's hard when you have those thoughts. And I love the fact that God never condemns us. He'll convict us of some things, but he won't condemn us. And 
I think there was a difference in that voice. Mm-hmm. And I know just personally being on staff with you and as a friend and um, as a fellow pastor, I'm grateful that you made that move. And I look at the timing. There was a need. And God put a desire on your heart to be here and on Mandy's. And I look at how he worked out all those details. And I look at this time that you've been here and been a part of the staff. And you have helped us um, find our way forward in places that we weren't quite sure how to find our way forward. And your voice is important here. So I know that you'll have those thoughts probably. But you need to know that um, for such a time as this, I believe God had that all planned out. And I'm grateful that he put on your heart a desire to come back to where he was calling you to. Mm-hmm. So now you're here. And there's a few things that look different around here with um, you being in charge of our media. And it's just, it's great. I walked in service on Sunday morning and I saw the new slides. Uh, they have a different look. And I'm like, that is so cool. And I know who did that. I know um, that either you did it or you came from your department. And so I'm grateful that you're here for this time. And now that you're here, we know that you're very involved in the church. You lead a life group, correct? Yes. Um, we're picking on him. Um, in the beginning stages of, of leading the life group. Uh, kind of like a, a summer life group. Brought some new relationships in our life, which has been really, really cool. Yeah. Some people we just hadn't really gotten to know yet. So that's been really nice. And that's a, for anyone that's not a part of a life group. It's a pretty cool thing. It's a pretty cool thing for an introvert, too. Like, yeah. new people that I like. Yeah, I've been a part of that life group um, just for some new folks that are around here this summer, and it has been powerful just to see how God brings people together, a group of people that have not ever met, and how quickly he melted the hearts together of that group. So you're very involved here. But we know that we're to be a part um, here. We believe that we're to be here. Um, know God, you know, be a part of the worship, um, grow together, be a part of a life group, and then to be a part of the greater community of here in the valley or wherever God's calling us to be a part of. What does that look like for you in community? What does your life look like outside the walls hmm. of this church? Well, uh Somewhere along the way, for my knee injury, I remember physical therapy. They were telling me one of the best things for my knee uh, as far as exercise would be cycling. Mm -hmm. And that kind of went in one year and out the other, but I don't think it all escaped because I just kind of ignored that for years because I really, I let my knee become my excuse for so long. Mm -hmm. And I ended up gaining a whole lot of weight when I lived in Colorado Uh, a few weeks after we Moved to Colorado, our bikes, both of our bikes got stolen off of Mm. our front porch. And so, like, I just, you know, it was kind of one of those things where, like, you know, I guess if I go to the gym, I can ride the bike there or whatever. But I don't know. Uh, When we got to Lynchburg, the cycling community there was pretty big. And I also just had that desire. Um, A friend from Costco actually had taken me mountain biking probably just a couple of months before my knee injury. And I had kind of just settled on the fact that I would never, ever do that again. (laughs) But when we moved to Lynchburg, I really started getting a strong desire to go cycling again. And I ended up buying a mountain bike and got really heavily involved with that. And I thought I was heavily into that until I met my friend Mark in Lynchburg, who was really heavily into that. 
And uh, so he and I started riding together and uh, developed a friendship kind of through cycling. And he pushed me in a lot of ways uh, to things I had never done before, you know. So, you know, when I got here uh, to Harrisonburg, the trails were a lot more difficult. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a lot more technical, uh, what I've been on so far. But I really quickly took to uh, road biking here. Mm -hmm. And so after our house sold... I think it was the next day I went to the bike shop and got a bike. And it was kind of one of those, uh, I was maybe feeling a little bit entitled or something that day. And I was just like, I'm going to get a bike. And so I did, uh, got a pretty good deal on it. And so I, I've gotten into biking a lot. And it's a really cool community. It's a very welcoming community to be a part of. Not necessarily a Christian community to be a part of, mm -hmm. uh, but very friendly community uh, nonetheless. And it's given me a lot of new relationships outside the church that I wouldn't have otherwise that I'm just really grateful for. Mm -hmm. And um, it's um, a lot of my bike rides that I take, a lot of times I'm alone. Mm -hmm. um, so it gives me a lot of time to reflect on creation and hear from God and speak to God, complain to God, mm -hmm. uh, hopefully listen a little bit along the way mm -hmm. as well. But, you know, kind of one of my main motivations for riding is health, but that's also mm -hmm. just a byproduct of it as right. well. It's like I can get this time out to myself. It's quiet time. It's alone time. But it's also like when I get home, I also feel like, wow, I kind of accomplished something mm -hmm. there. And, uh, so it's a good it's a good feeling, and I'm trying to pace myself, but I do have some goals in the back of my mind. that I've, That's one thing that's really encouraging is to see other people in the cycling community just encouraging one another and pushing one another, motivating mm -hmm. one another. Sometimes there's a little like competitive nature mm -hmm. to that where you're, you're just trying to keep up. Um, but it's also, you know, it's like you're not keeping up so you can be better than the next person necessarily, but you're keeping, you're trying to push yourself so you can be better than you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of parallels with that in just the spiritual walk. It's mm -hmm. like in the church where we don't want to, climb some pedestals so that we can be better than other Christians around us. It's like we just, I know for me, I just want to be better than I was yesterday. Yeah. And so we can only do that in God's strength. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, my wife and I were very big into music, and we're actually going to a music festival tomorrow, which by the time this airs will already have passed. But I've been to a lot of music festivals. I've never been to a secular music festival, and that's what this is. Mm -hmm. And we're really... Uh, excited about it. Um, we're excited to see one of our, probably our favorite band, uh, Mandolin Orange. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the relationships that God kind of originally called me away from, he started slowly kind of reintroducing mm -hmm. some of those and definitely bringing new relationships to me as well. Uh, so that's been exciting because like you said, when I came back east, I really wasn't ready to be back mm -hmm. home yet. I wasn't, I hadn't grown up enough to be back home yet. And I didn't know that at the time. And I'm not saying I wouldn't have grown up here, mm -hmm. but it would have been harder to reenter at that time of my life. And um, it would have been harder to stay uh, motivated and to just grow up. I think we needed that separation mm -hmm. for us from family in order to just somewhat become adults. Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of ways, we still don't act like it. But uh, I turned 40 a month and a half ago. That's probably the reason my story is so long, right? I've got a lot of years <laughs> to talk about. But yeah, I mean, we still have a lot of growing up to do. Our parents are still very big influences in our lives. But yeah, and I'm not even saying I was like a 
finally arrived. I'm ready yeah. to be in Harrisonburg. But like I said, God's slowly reintroducing uh, these relationships, and I'm in a much healthier place in my life now that I can engage in some of those friendships without feeling tempted to, right. to step back into a lifestyle that's not who I am anymore. Right. And not really who I ever was, yeah. but at one point thought I was. Um, so, Well, that's um, powerful um, just to hear you share about that and reflect on on those different seasons in your life. And the Lord is so faithful. Um, even when we're in those times of waiting and we're not sure why we are where we are, if we'll seek him, um, in those times, he is so faithful to do what needs to be done in those places. And that, that's really encouraging for me to hear. And I'm excited. I will be going um, to Lynchburg right after this airs uh, to share my testimony in the recovery program there. So um, I love that tapestry that we have as believers um, where we can share stories and encourage one another. Um, in the ministry. And I am sure as you continue um, to be involved here and in the community, um, God is going to use you in those places to share what he's done in your life. You know, I think while we're in community and would just put ourselves out there and be a part, although maybe sometimes it's a little uncomfortable because of maybe the temptations that are there. uh, But when God strengthens us enough to be there and uh, one day you find yourself in a place someone asks you a question and you can share um, with them on your heart. But in the meantime, you build relationships, right? And that's what this life is about. We are called to know God and we're called to be in life together, but we're also called to be a light in our world. And uh, I appreciate you just sharing not just what God's doing um, inside the walls, but what he is um, doing outside and how you have chosen to um and I think he's put that desire on your heart I think the knee injury would keep you from that but he I believe that cycling is something he put on your heart you know as a way to engage this community well pastor John thank you for joining us today and thank you uh for taking two different times out of uh, your day to share uh two different parts of your testimony and anything in closing that you would like to share Uh, just to kind of wrap up your story or anything else you'd like to say? Yeah, I think that God's never finished with us. Mm -hmm. Um, In a lot of ways here in the last, I don't know, a couple of months, I've felt a little bit like in a spiritual valley, um, which just reveals to me that God's never done. You know, Mm -hmm. we've never arrived to a place to where we don't need to grow anymore. And, um, I think one of the things I've learned in my journey is um, the closer that I do get to God, the more of him I realize I need. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes as we grow, um, we either feel maybe a little more broken or maybe just begin to recognize that we're more broken than we realized we were. And so um, God is faithful, and um, it's not easy, but um, we have to stay motivated to just have a hunger for his word and it's um and for just not just community not just um Mm -hmm. serving but we've got to have a hunger and we've got to have a desire to um to have intimacy with him Mm -hmm. and just uh be open to what he's saying today um because 
I think a lot of times we we get to a part of our lives when we're like, well, this is what God told me, and I did that. And I think we kind of get to that place. It's like, okay, well, here I am. I guess this is it from now on. And, um, yeah, I think I think we've got to, even when we get to a comfort zone, like I feel a little bit like I'm in a comfort zone because I'm back home. I'm back where I grew up. I know the roads. I know a lot of people here. Um, so in a lot of senses, it's a comfort zone. But there's always something new that God is telling us if we've done the last thing that he told us to do. And if we haven't done that thing, like, and we're not hearing from him, like, we probably need to retrace our steps a little bit and see maybe where we didn't follow through on the last thing he asked Mm -hmm. us to do. Pastor John, thanks for joining us today on Front Porch Talks. It's been an awesome experience for me, and pray that those listening have been encouraged uh, by this uh, half hour, and we'll tune in again next week. Take care. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.